This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Okay, so we're kind of your audio networking, YouTube, TV, video networking site for everything automotive service aftermarket. Good to have you here. Carm Capriato, Remarkable Results Radio, the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Wow, I don't know. 2015, do you know that I started this in 2015? And we have the Aftermarket Radio Network going. We produce eight podcasts a week and so much positive feedback on all the great content that we provide for our industry. A resource, without a doubt. I'd like to introduce you to my guest today. It's Marianne Croce. Hey, Marianne. Hi, Carm. So nice to be here. Yeah, smallbizvantage.com. Great website. Good stuff going on. She's not only a coach, but she's a shop owner. Croce Transmissions, Norwalk, Connecticut, with husband Tony. Yes. Good to have you here. I know what's going on in the real world, right? For owners. Hey, Toe, what's going on? I got to write an article. Remember, if you earn your living in the service aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening and we'll bring you the latest from Apex 2024. Save the date, November 5th through the 7th, 2024. Hey, for over 30 years, Napa Tracks has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the best, most comprehensive SMS in the industry. We'll prove to you that Tracks is the single best shop management system in the business. Find Napa Tracks on the web at N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. We talk a lot on the show about some really cool things that we have that we would love to give to people. And we encourage people to go on to our website, go into the show notes, and a lot of times there's links to stuff. Well, I got a crazy idea to create a downloads page, remarkableresults.biz forward slash downloads, and we just started to bring it alive. And one of the things that's on it is this really cool little mini 8.5 by 11 poster talking about automotive careers happen here. And it's really a cool thing with some young people on it. It's in color. Go to remarkableresults.biz forward slash downloads and get it and print it and put it as a poster on your counter or on your, your office walls for people to see. We also have a really cool disc chart on how to communicate with the opposite of who you may be as far as your communications profile. So go to remarkableresults.biz forward slash downloads. We'll talk about it a lot. Well, Marianne and I are here to talk about stop thinking of business, of the business as you and think of it as a separate entity. I got to tell you, I can't wait to get into this because this is going to be an important episode for anyone. It doesn't matter what level of business you're in, how successful, how long you've been doing it. We're going to talk about this separate identity, which, and I know what Marianne's preferences are, which is why she's here. Think of all the things that we are, Marianne. Grandma, grandpa, father, mother, wife, husband, leader, business person, business partner, all of those things. We play all these interesting and different roles. And your whole point of this thing is how to separate them and how to change hats and uniforms. I just love where this is going to go. And so let's start. Separate your identity. Talk to me about this. Yeah. So a lot of times when I'm talking to shop owners or anybody who's in the auto industry, they have an identity and they'll say, I'm an owner or I'm a technician or a service advisor or manager. And when they think they're taking on that identity and that's the role that they have and they bring whatever characteristics, whatever traits that they feel that that role needs. But yet we have those other roles that you talked about. And this is really key when you understand your role as an identity 
and you bring those characteristics out of a leader to that. Very different than the characteristics that you're going to bring to your family when you go home and your dad or your grandpa, you may have a little bit more of a playful side to you. What the conversation you and I had, which a lot of people find very interesting, is when you have a uniform, there's been studies done that people that go home, it really helps them shift into that other role if they were to change clothes. And I'm going to use a real obvious example, someone who maybe is a first responder or someone in the military and they come home, the best thing to do is to take that uniform off and put different clothes on because the role that you have could be more of a militant type of role. And you really don't want to bring that home as dad, grandma. You want to have a different side of you. So where I'm going with this is, or the challenge for people a lot of times is they look at themselves and they say, but question this idea and say, well, is it authentic? Because they think of themselves as I'm not being authentic. There's one me and that's me. And that's when I'm my most authentic. You're more than that. There's not one you. There's different versions of you, different aspects to you. We're more dimensional than that. I think what they're referring to when they talk about that is their core values. And those don't change. Those are the same in any role that you're in. So I think when they talk about being authentic, they're really talking about their core values. There's more to you than that. Yeah, I've recently read, I can't remember where, Marianne, about the importance of uniform. Also, what you're suggesting is the importance of getting out of it. And one thing that I, I think I remember reading, we they took a whole bunch of people and they put a different type of uniform on them and put them into an environment and they actually took on the role of the uniform. And, and it was, they, they were smarter, better, different, you know, left brain, right brain. And it was the environment that they were in. But I love what you're saying. And let me see if I could learn to relate to that. I, you see, I don't know any uh, police officers. I just don't. But you see a lot on TV when they come in home, they take their gun and they put it into a locked place. They take their shield and they put it somewhere. So they remove all of the stuff, the handcuffs. Everything that they would have on them as a officer, patrolman officer, detective, and they take it off. It's a great mental game to play. I own a shop. I have a uniform. The logo's on my shirt. It's a shirt that's good for professionalism in my business and being home. But you're suggesting maybe that goes off. You put the kid t-shirt on that you're going to hang out of the baseball game and you become dad, you become wife, you become that other person, because we seem as entrepreneurs, as business owners, to be so involved in our business, drowned in our business that we can't separate it. Isn't that one of the concerns or feedback, right, that people, a family will give an owner is why can't you turn business off? Do you always have to be talking about business? And this is one of the ways for actually for you to be able to shift. It's a huge point. We could end the episode right now, and I think we could have changed some lives. But I know there's so much more to talk about. Where do we go from here? Well, I think separating yourself from the business and having the business have its own identity and having the business be a separate entity from you. I think the challenge for most people is 
when you open up a business or you take on a business, you purchase an existing business and now it's yours, it's your baby. I mean, there's so much to owning a business. It's a big deal. It's a huge accomplishment. What happens is you take things personally. You have the grit. You have the drive. You're willing to do the work, willing to do whatever it takes. And that's how many of us start out. That's how Tony and I started out. But what happens is if you think of the business as your baby, as you, and you're so personally attached to it, what happens is it's very difficult for an owner to get constructive feedback. It's very difficult for an owner to a lot of times see a review, negative review in a positive light. Like, oh, maybe there's something I can learn from this. It's very easy to get defensive and take things very personally. And from the logical side, that prevents us from growing. There are definite advantages to separating the business and looking at it as a separate entity from you. And some of those advantages are the growth aspect, having a team and being able to get feedback from your team, being able to look at the business and assess where the business is and not take that personally. I got to stop you for a minute. It just fired off a synapse in my brain. If I had a really bad day, I'm totally immersed in my business. To your point, I had a bad review. I can't see the positivity of learning from it. So I carry that upon me. If I realize that when I got home, I became the dad, the the husband, the the wife, whatever, and I go back the next day, it's still going to be there. Okay. If you bring all of that home, we all hear, uh, hello, are you there? Because you're with us, you're eating dinner, you're watching TV, but you're nowhere to be found. You're not in it. You're not engaged. So if you change the uniform to your point, I love that. Guess what? That problem that you're smoking about is going to be there when you get back. I wonder if you lose any horsepower by calming down, by changing, by switching, by 180. Tell me about when you you go back to the business, you don't lose what you were so passionate about the day before, do you? No, you don't. And actually, to your point, when you're, let's use the review as an example. What happens is if you read that in the morning, yes, by the end of the day, you're still taking that home a lot of times, but you're carrying it with you all day. So how are you showing up for your team? How are you showing up for customers? How are you talking to suppliers and vendors? You may not even realize that you're doing this. And then to your point, the idea is when you know you can flip that switch and you can go in and you can take on that other role, what happens is it's definitely a calming effect. To me, it definitely releases stress. It relieves it from you as well. And you go home, like I find that I'm fueled when I go home. It's not like I'm running on empty now. That's it. I have no energy for anything or anybody else. I'm actually fueled because now I'm stepping into that role. I mean, for me, you know, a grandparent is an exciting thing. So I get to step into that role when I see my little grandson. So it's very, very exciting. And the funny thing is, is when you're in that different state of mind, that playful or that funny, really calm, enjoyable, all of a sudden, amazing clarity happens. And you get these ideas that you're like, you know what? This isn't so bad. I'll deal with it in the morning. 
you come from a different space. When you're in that negative space, you don't get that clarity that you need. If you went to Apex 2023, then you realize the incredible commitment that Apex has to the service professional shop owner, technician, and service advisor. Joe's Garage is your place to hang out with 10 working bays and real live working conditions. Also, the best tech companies from tools and repair to management software had their latest and greatest on display and demonstrated for you. You also attended technical and business management training with the industry's best and brightest trainers, coaches, and teachers. Work is underway to make next year's Apex 2024 have even more product demos, trending training, marketing, and social media support to help you grow your career, sales, and profits. Remember, if you earn your living in the service aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening, and we'll bring you the latest from Apex 2024. Save the date, November 5th through the 7th, 2024. Let's face it, your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. Napatrax was built from the ground up to make your business more profitable and efficient. We provide an extensive set of tools to increase and track profitability in real time. Napatrax offers the industry's best post-sale support, hands down, and we train your people on-site. Yep, on-site. And we offer remote refresher training 10 times a week, and customer support is open six days a week. Give us a call, visit the website, or join our Facebook community today to learn more. We'll prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Napa Trax is always customized and tailored for you, whether you're a one-man shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Visit us on the web at Napatrax, that's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. I know the title of this is Stop Thinking of the Business as You. Think of it as a separate entity. Something else just hit me. I love listening to you because you, you get my mind going and hopefully our listeners right in step with us. When you think of change, to your point earlier, I read the review. It was in the morning. If you carry it all day, to your point, people are going to see it on you. Now, Marianne, tell me if I'm right or wrong. As the CEO, the general manager, the COO, whatever your particular current role is, no matter what it is that just got you fried up, if now your role is, I'm going to work on marketing, you've now shifted a role. Leave whatever you were going to do behind you. Now you're going to look at payroll. You're going to start looking at KPI reports because you're meeting with your accountant. You're going to put on your financial hat, your role, leave whatever you have behind you. It's almost like going home to be the dad, the wife, the grandparent, whatever that new role is when you move, leave that entity away, leave the problem somewhere else. It's always going to be there. You're going to come back to it, but maybe internally in the business, use the role shift to, to accomplish the separate entity thing. Yes, absolutely. And theme days, I've shared in this in the past before. I don't know if it was on uh, your show, but theme days help with that too. If you're going to work on financials, pick a day, Fridays. And that way, in that headspace, and that's what you're focusing on, it doesn't have to be the entire day. It may take you an hour or two to go through what you need to go through, but you put that hat on and that's what you're going to focus on. Marketing, maybe another day. That really helps, too, people to actually shift into those roles. 
How do we get people to change? God, I, I can't imagine to be kicking and screaming. Well, I think it's just realizing that we do, a lot of cases, we actually do this ourselves on our own. But now what we're doing is recognizing it and being able to use it. I'll give you an example of this. I was home for a few years with my children when they were small. And I had that mom hat on all the time. When Tony and I would go out with friends every now and then, I would have someone watch my kids. I remember getting into the car and sitting down and it would be like, and I would just do this. And it was like, I don't have to be mom now. That's not, although I love the role, that's not what I, now I get to be Marianne and I'm going to get to go out with my husband and we're going to have a great time. And it was that actual act of doing that where I was able to shift. And now it was, okay, I'm Marianne and I'm going to go out and have a great time. We do these things and people may do it already. They may have things that they do and they're not even recognizing it. For different roles, when I speak, there's also that that I take on when I speak. And I know what I have to bring to my audience, the value that I want to bring. So that's another uh, role or another identity. And when we talk about the business, it's so much easier to look at the three areas that I think are very important for a business, you know, your business being profitable sustainable and enjoyable when you look at it as a separate entity, because now you can go in and you can rate those different areas of your business and you're very open to suggestions to it for advice. And now you're like more coming from a curious mindset than a defensive mindset where you've heard the term, we've always done it that way, this is working for us, or can't change this, or we can't change that. Now you're coming from a very open-minded way of saying, okay, well, what if we were to do that? Let's see what will happen, or let's try that for a certain period of time and see if it'll work. You're more open to for suggestions from your team, more open to collaboration. So there's a lot of things that happen When you look at the business as a separate entity and you're not taking all of this personal. If you're uh, listening in audio and you didn't really see what Marianne was doing when she said, I got in the car and I left mom at home. So I'm going to explain to you what Marianne was doing. She literally took her hand from her forehead down to her face and it would be like smiling and then be like the changing face. And for Marianne, and I think this is a wonderful identity piece it's, it's because it's physical number one is physical you could you could do it mentally all right now i'm i'm jumping into the dad the grandpa the whatever role it is that i'm going to be if you could just do something physical that helps you it, once you get and understand how you can separate entities you don't need to do that anymore i love it as an exercise it's wonderful to think now i'm going to be the financial person now i'm going to have to sit down and do a little hr Now I'm going to have to look at our reviews. And when you do that, you take on a completely different role and you create these different entities that you're talking about. You're getting ready. You drive up, you pull in the garage and you just do face sweep. Maybe that's what we call it. You do a face sweep and you find your new role. I love that. It's a a face sweep. We underestimate ourselves. And frankly, A lot of the owners, clients that I speak to, they don't give themselves enough for credit. They're very hard on themselves. We're capable of so much more than we realize we are. And these characteristics and these traits, 
we have them already. They're in us. All we have to do is bring them out. So if you're doing the financials, now you're going to be a little bit more analytical, that side of you, where if you're having a conversation with someone else, it may be your communication skills that you're bringing to the table, your listening skills. If you're talking to a team member or you're doing a review, you're bringing a different side of you. You're bringing those skills forward. So that's what I mean by this. And you already have all of this in you. It's just practicing it and you know bringing it to the table when you need it. And it also goes without saying, no matter what it is that you need to be good at, you've got to get training. You've got to be in a networking group. You know, I'm such a believer in having coaches. Of course, you are one. There are so many opportunities to be a perpetual student. And I think the more we learn, the more we get comfortable in it, I think the easier to flip the roles. Absolutely. It is. It's much easier to flip that role. And when you look at your business this way, as separate from yourself, think about it. Think about doing all of this. When you're putting this together, all of the things that an owner needs to do, an owner needs to be responsible for. There's so much. We have the marketing side, the people side of the business. We have the financial side, the sales side, and operations. So there's five areas of every business, whether you're an automotive repair shop, whether a pizza place, right? There's those five areas in every single business. But as an owner, if you don't take things personally and you see the business as separate from yourself, Now you can really step into that owner role. And I find that the three things that an owner, manager, leader is going to be responsible for should be focusing on in the business are these three things. They should understand their financials. They should know their financials. Doesn't mean they have to be an accountant. It doesn't mean that they have to be go and get a degree somewhere on numbers, but they just have to understand their financials. They could have a bookkeeper, but they want to know them. You are saying the word understand your financials, not be an expert at them. Actually, you hire an expert to do that. I love that. That's number one. So you have to know your numbers. You have to understand them because you have to know where your business is. And you look at the business as a separate entity. Now you're not taking any of this personally. You're saying, okay, what do we need to fix? Where do we need to work on it? So there's the financial aspect. The second thing is relationships. As an owner, you need to be building and nurturing relationships with your team, with your vendors, your suppliers, with different associations, groups that you belong to. As the owner, that is key that you should be building relationships. And then lastly, the messaging for your business. What do you want your business to stand for? What type of business are you? What are the values of that business? Now think about it. If you nail those three things, your business is really separate from you and you can put things in place that your team can handle. You can delegate things to your team or you can outsource things with software or you can hire, like we were just talking about, you have an accountant, you can hire a bookkeeper, those types of things. But you do not have to be that main cog where everything is getting funneled to you. You are doing it all. Now, when you do this and you look at your business as separate from yourself, here's the other cool thing that happens. 
now you could actually have a business that someone else can come in and manage. You can actually step away from it for an extended time if you want to, or as you know, with many of the episodes that you've done, as someone has to. There's an emergency, there's a health issue, there's a a family crisis, and they're not at the business. So that also, so your business is manageable. Someone else can step in and manage it. And your business is sellable because now it's a separate entity. It's not tied up as you. Oh, these are all such great points. A long way to get into the separate entity mindset is to figure out how to work a four-day work week. Again, that we've done a lot of shows on that. But a thought that I have here is on multi-shop ownership. And there's a lot of people that want to do it. And I remember chatting with you about it. And Marianne, I won't forget what you said. Oh, okay. First of all, great idea. Maybe there's an opportunity down the road. You think you can? Take two weeks off. <laughs> so step number one, go take two weeks off. Don't, don't call in. Don't email anybody. Just say, hey, listen, me and the wife are going on a cruise. And we're going to go, we're going to go to Alaska and back and around the world. And uh, God bless you all. If you haven't set that place up for success, how do you think number two is going to work? Exactly. And that's what I see people doing. I'm all for if someone wants to become a multi-shop owner, that's great. That's a great goal. But make sure that the shop that you have is up and running and can be independent of you. Make sure that you can, as we were discussing with our conversation, is start with two weeks. Then at another time, can you go a month? And here's the thing. When you come back, are you coming back ready to critique your team and let them know everything that they did wrong, right? Or are you ready to come back and say, where were the holes? What do I need to improve? Did I give my team the resources and the tools that they needed to run the shop without me there? It's not anything against your team. It's a litmus test for you to find out as an owner, if you set up your shop and created that environment for the people working there to succeed. Yeah. And there's a reason we're talking about this because I really want to get down into the store two, store three thing, because I think it's important because we're trying to separate entities, the mindset here. And yeah, okay, I leave, I go home, I get it, change uniform, change your shoes. I get all of that. But in the case of growth and different entities, you're jumping into a neat new role. And in my mind, that's a different, it may not be an entity, but you're growing. You buy store two. And to Marianne's point about having a life, work-life balance, right? And being able to have a new entity, you can't stop at two. Marianne believes that if you're going to have two, you got to have three. Because you have to have the income, the money, the profits to hire the person who's going to run the company for you. Exactly. A lot of times people will stop at the second shop or second store, however they call it. And a lot of times one business is actually subsidizing the other. And it's hard because they're running back and forth to both, trying to figure out, you know, taking staff from one, putting them on the second and the idea is usually what I've seen is that it's difficult to have two. Three is what in my mind would be the minimum. Just have three because now you have enough of income if they're all run, right, to the capacity. 
you have the income coming in that you can pay yourself as an owner, you can pay your staff, and you can have a manager. Like in bigger companies, they'll call like um, bigger companies, you'll see them say a district manager, regional manager, things like that. But in in this context, where you can call it a general manager, but you'll have someone who's going to really oversee and report back uh, to the owner. Hey, when Tony comes home, can he separate himself? You know, that was a challenge for years. I have to say it was. And the reason why I talk about the clothes too was because um, Tony had a hard time stepping out of the technician role into the service advisor role. That was the first challenge that he had. And one day I decided that I wasn't going to order him uniforms anymore. And so the uniforms were delivered and he didn't have any because he liked wearing a uniform at the front counter. And once we got rid of the uniforms and he was wearing regular clothes, it really helped him shift and and be in that service advisor role. The next thing is what you're talking about is when he comes home, how does he turn work off? Well, one of the things that he absolutely loves is racquetball. So he'll bring his racquetball, you know, stuff to work and he'll change and he'll go and he'll go to play racquetball right after work. So that helps him shift out of work mode and he goes and, you know, he hangs out and then in uh, nicer, because I'm in Connecticut, which we have the four seasons here, but in the nicer weather, it's golf, you know? Whatever it is that you have, have something, and it doesn't have to be necessarily an activity. It could be something that you wear or something that you put. I know someone who their kids made a bracelet out of beads and it has dad on it. And he keeps that bracelet right near the door in a little bowl. And when he comes home from work, he actually puts that on and that puts him into dad mode. And now he brings what he needs to bring to the table for his children. I just love that. And I love the whole shoe thing because a lot of times people come in from work and they may have greasy shoes or something like that. And if so if you're not going to change your shirt, let your shoes be your entity separator. Yeah, find what works for you. A great friend of mine had a tough time getting himself out of the technician mode. He finally hired himself a coach, started to listen to his networking group, and he came back to the business and took the bay that he did all of his, if you will, technology specialist work in. He got rid of his toolbox, took out the concrete floor, poured a new floor, painted the entire place, and he's going to do his general service work in this bay. So he forced himself into a new role by eliminating (laughs) a previous role. And I think that is, it's so important to hear stories like that. Absolutely. I knew a gentleman who was in, very similar to many of the people in automotive. He happened to be in the construction industry and he prided himself on being out on the jobs with his team, prided himself on that because he had that technical knowledge, that experience that was part of his identity. Very similar to an owner who was or is a technician. Very, very similar. And he was in an accident, a car accident, and had to have multiple surgeries and could not go to the different job site. He couldn't do that work anymore. And he was really down about it. And he told me that he almost lost his business because of it. Not because he couldn't actually go out and do that work, 
But the reason why he almost lost his business was really up here. It was his way of thinking. So once he took on that role of owner and started working as the owner, he said that's really what saved him and saved his business. He was ready to step into that role. My thing is, is don't have it be something tragic like that that happens to get you to do that. Part of our title, and I want to kind of sum this all up, was stop thinking of the business as you. And then we said, think of it as a separate entity. But I want to go back to that first sentence. Stop thinking of the business as you. Yeah, you have all this responsibility to your people, your team, your your vision, your goals, the, your family. Stop thinking of the business as you. To me, that says, who can I delegate? Who can I charge? The levels of responsibility. Have you got great job descriptions? Do you got good processes and systems? Are you meeting with your team? Are you listening to your people? You cannot do it all alone. And I think that's a very big part of what this whole discussion is about. You cannot take that rope and pull up a pyramid by yourself. Right. You have a capacity and you're going to reach that capacity very, very quickly. and You're going to burn yourself out. And the thing is, is your family's going to feel it. Your loved ones are going to feel it. Your friends are going to want to know, why are you always at work? I just don't understand. These are what people are hearing. This is what they're telling me. Listen, this was great. Thank you. Uh, I always love you. Come on in a, in a very tight, about a half hour time. You really lay up some really important things that I think we all need to think about. I think this is going to be an episode. There's going to be a lot of people sharing with their friends inside of their network who can, just can't seem to get up and out of their own way. So, and I, I love the ideas, you know, the face swipe, changing uniforms, changing clothes, and taking on the different roles that we have. We have so many different responsibilities slash role in our lives. And people want us to be there with them in each of those different roles. And I have to tell you, I am guilty for a lot of years traveling for corporate America, never being home. And if I didn't have the great role model of Anne helping raise my two great kids, I probably failed a little bit in that role that when I came home, I was still in it 724. It's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. It's not. It's easy, but it just takes some practice. And once you get it and you realize it and you start seeing it and noticing it in yourself, it does become easier. It's right there on the end of your nose. And if I had a Marianne to talk to, you know, 15 years ago, I don't know what could be different, but I know that I didn't 100% always take on the roles in the different physical areas that I was in at home, at work, with team, with friends, and just, oh, let's have a 4th of July party. Great. Are you the 4th of July partier or are you still at work? What's going on? You, you look burdened. Well, I'm thinking about work. I got so much going on. You bring up a good point because it's never too late to start. I'm guilty of it as well. I mean, we were in a few years before I was aware of this or really thinking about it. We had some struggles with coming home and turning this off. And I had three young children when we opened up our business. So it was definitely a challenge. But this tool, this way of looking at it and thinking made such a huge impact in my life, in our shop, that I just think it's important to share with people. And it's something that... When people look back, they might even say, I do something. I do, I kind of do this already with a certain role. Maybe they have a photo 
of someone that's very meaningful to them, a family member that maybe that passed on, and that's really meaningful to them. And they're like, you know, it comes down to those core values in them. And this is what I stand for. And they draw those characteristics from that loved one might even be doing things like this already. It's just a way now to really use it on a regular basis, but it's never too late to start. I am so honored and, and pleased to have you here as always, Marianne Croce. We talked about stop thinking of the business as you and think of it as a separate entity. Marianne's from smallbizvantage.com. Please go to the website. A lot of good stuff there. And also her and her husband, Tony, from uh, Croce Transmissions, Norwalk, Connecticut. I always learn so much when you're on the show. Well, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. 